From the Duck South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here's your host, Rocky LaFleur. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Also starring Josh Webb, Jake LaTondras, Rob Kroom, David Ellis, and Ramsey Russell. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody! Showtime! Welcome to the End of the Line podcast. I'm Rocky LaFleur in the Duck South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. Want to be on the other end of the line today, Mr. Rob Crewman. It is Monday. It is Monday. I'm it's actually shocked. Monday, and, and we're recording on Monday. I know. It's got me kind of kind of confused. Well, I got a, one question for you. You know, I always like right. to talk football with you. Who's going to get fired first, Chad Morris or Vanderbilt's coach? Chad Morris is going first for sure. Uh, Willie Taggart, I don't know how he made it as long as he did, but Florida State must have a big name lined up to do what they did. Dude, they, they you know, kinda, his, you know, his buyout is like $20 million or something. Yeah, and they raised it privately. Wow! It was it was it was funded privately in two weeks. You know, I, he's a good coach, and you know, he just he you know he stepped into a fire. Jimbo saw the writing on the wall and got out at the right time. Of course, Texas A and M pays you know more than LSU. I mean, uh, Florida State, but he saw the writing on the wall and got out at the right time. Um, you know, but. He Willie Taggart walked into a tough spot, but it was quote unquote his dream job. But you can't, you you can't. Florida State's not going to roll like that. You got too many recruits you can get, too many good players, and it was just obvious from the first year. But yeah, they must have a big name on the line because they uh, they have gone ahead and got rid of him and kind of got first into the coaching sweepstakes. You, you know how this happens every once in a while. I'm not, I'm not sure that they couldn't pull Bob Stoops back out of retirement. Uh, you know, with some big money, and that that would be a big hire. Mark Stoops would be good there. He's coached there before. I mean, they must have somebody that they really, really feel good about and that they can already lock up, uh, you know, for after bowl season or after the year. Uh, unless it's Stoops and, or Bob, I mean, and then they can go ahead and get crazy with recruiting and stuff. But, you know, the Riley guy at Nebraska has crapped the bed. Uh, Rich Rodriguez has crapped the bed. You know, there, there's a there's a lot of stuff going on. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I wish we could. I wish Ole Miss would hire Mike Norville, but that'll never happen. What a what a before I say that though, what is, what is I have not heard anything really 
from Stoops since he left Oklahoma. Is there is is it a possibility of him coming back into college coaching? Absolutely. I mean, you got to think, man. You know, you retire when you're that age. There's only so much golf and TV you can watch before somebody says, "Hey, we're going to give you seven million dollars a year to come down here to Oklahoma and coach," and we're not we're going to guarantee you money when you say, "Hey, you know, seven million a year for let me coach three or four years, win a national title." I can I can do that. I mean, Florida State, not Oklahoma. But yeah, yeah he, I mean, you know, he'll come. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll come back. I mean, it it it'll it'll happen. I don't know who with. But uh, I really, really deep down wish that Ole Miss would grow a set of balls and hire Lane Kiffin. That would be Ooh. the most – that would be – it would be glorious. It would be so awesome. But uh, anyway, anyway, we got to get somebody quick before Arch gets a little bit older or we're going to lose him because if we're going to run quarterback sneaks and counter right, 18 times a game. I think we ran the ball 19 consecutive times on first down in the game against Auburn. I literally, I got so mad during that game. And I don't even care. I know we suck this year. I don't want to hear it from people like, oh, you blah, blah, blah. I got so mad during the game that I gave myself a headache and my veins were popping out of my forehead. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I went and took like four droplets of CBD and chugged five beers and just laid down. I was so – I haven't been that mad over a football game since Laquan broke his ankle against Auburn, and that's that's by far my worst football experience of all time. Now, I told a bunch of people – I don't know if I said on the podcast, but I told a bunch – I might have said something on first year about it, but I said we would either beat Auburn or LSU, and that was our only shot there. Um. I don't know how Gus Malzahn still has a job. No, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot going on. I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but the coaching pool is going to get smaller and smaller, and we're going to end up with some Ricky from um, North Panola or somewhere. Let's start out with Memphis real quick. You know, that, that one, the most surprising thing to me over the college football weekend was how well Memphis hosted game day. And that, that they did turned a good, out to yeah, dude. It was they did a great job with that. They did a great job, and uh, you know, I was reading some articles about it, and I forgot this when it happened in Oxford. But you know, the economic and the money that comes in from that for Memphis is incredible. I mean, it is it is big time. You know, um, for the recruits to see that, and you know all. You know, all that's going on, and it, it it just brings so much exposure that the you know the money part of it is is you can't you can't make up for that. That's what happened at Ole Miss when we had Alabama that year and beat them. I mean, you you just can't you, you can't put a number on that how much that does for your program. There's just you can't do it. Um, you, you know, so I'm no Chris Will made a joke about it last last week, and a couple of people got offended. By you know he was just joking around, but in the back of your mind, if any place something could go wrong, really and truly, it is Memphis. Well, people get on Memphis pretty hard. I love Memphis. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not scared to go to Memphis. I'm not one of these people that's like, oh man, we're going to get Jack. No, you're not. Just don't be an idiot. 
I mean, it's 10 o'clock in the morning on Bill Street. I mean, people are down there that want to go to have fun. People aren't going down there to look for trouble. I mean, yeah, you go to Bill Street at 2 in the morning, and you're wobbling around like an idiot, and you got $200, you know, sitting out of your back pocket. Yeah, you're you're probably going to get your money stolen. You know, but if you're if you're just not being a buffoon, it's not a problem. I get so I get so irritated at hearing people be like, talk about how bad it is. I'm like, come to Jackson and hang out with me for a couple of days if you think Memphis is bad. I, I just I don't I don't I mean I don't, I don't see it, man. I, I'm in Memphis a lot. I don't have any problems. I I you know I I just don't. I think people hear stuff from their friends, and I know people's cars get broken into, and people have problems and all that. That happens everywhere. Go to Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi is the worst place on the world, period. If you don't live in one of those ritzy neighborhoods or cities around Jackson, you're you're risking your life going to McDonald's. So I don't want to hear about it, about how bad Memphis is, because Memphis isn't that bad. Memphis is awesome, actually, in my opinion. Well, you know, but, growing, up in the, growing up in the farming community and all my family being – farmers the gin show used to be a destination every spring for a lot of my family members and it would always you had somebody that had their car stolen or broken into while in memphis this is back in the 80s and 90s well, yeah, I mean, you're going to have that anywhere. You have that many people show up with brand-new Chevrolets with toolboxes full of tools, and and they they know that that's going to happen. I mean, that's asking for it. I mean, that's like showing that's up, true. you know, you, know, you show right. up. You think about this. I mean, in Stuttgart, every year there's a group of hunters that go to that little motel and have their boats and their trucks, and you think people don't know their guns in the truck? And there's every year somebody gets broken into and gets four Benelli stolen, and it's the end of the world. If you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Take your wife's Tahoe or back in the 90s, I guess. Take her blazer up there or whatever she's driving. They're not going to break it in. They know there's nothing in there. You got a freaking toolbox. Beside, you got a Joe box in the back of your truck that's got $90,000 worth of tools. What do you think's going to happen? <laughs> I mean, it's just common sense. I mean, you know, the, the, the thing about Memphis, though, and – as I got later on in life, after college, I took a chemical sales job. And but the thing about the gin show, man, some of the gin best weekends, wild. some of gin the best weekends, wild. some of the best ladies were brought in on yep. gin show weekend to the Platinum Puss. Yep, yep. The, the Purple Church never been anything like it. Will never be anything like it again. All right, so I, I'm, I'm going to admit on the air. I never was a strip club kind of guy. I just didn't. I'm not paying somebody to tease me. Been like I. I was counting it up the other day because me and a guy were laughing about the, the Platinum Plus because that's one of the stops on the Rocky Little Floor Strip Club uh, destination list. But I think it's five. I think I've been five times. But the Platinum Plus, I've never seen or experienced anything like that in my life they had, no, and they had, oh my lord dude the weekend that i was there during the gin show they had brought in a lot of like um former 
pro cheerleaders that turned strippers. Oh my lord! You you you've never seen. You have, but man, I've never seen so many. It, it was it was nines and tens everywhere. It was like that on a normal weekend. I mean, you just had to weed through the ones that were a little older. But you know, you dude, that place that place was something like no. I mean, it, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it, it just it really was. And you know, I I never I look. I've been a million times. I'm not gonna say I haven't. But I'm kind of on the same page with you. Like, I never really was like, I want to go spend my money on nothing. You know? Like, I'm not saying, like, I I'm, I'm I like going. It's funny as hell. But for, until I got older, I was like, this is just, this really doesn't do it for me. But, of course, when I was young at Ole Miss, I didn't, I mean, what, what's the point of going? I mean, I, never mind. I'm going to drop that there. But, you know, <laughs> it just, it's it's just one of those things, man. I mean, the place was incredible, period. There's no other way around it. There's nothing like it ever again. I mean, I've been to Vegas and been to one. I've been to Tampa. I've been to all these that are supposed to be the one and all that. I just, I, I no, it ain't. It's it's not the same. Oh, you know, we, in, in all the friend groups, let's say you have ten people that you 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 do a good bit of stuff with, eight or ten. That's that's about our everybody's inner circle. You've always got that one friend, though, that's in every inner circle that is addicted to those places. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. He he, that that guy loves the strip club. He would sit in yeah. there from daylight to I mean from dark to daylight. Yeah, yeah. You I mean you? I don't know what it is, but yeah, you have that. But I mean, you know, it's just. But, of course, you always got your – it's the same thing with the casino, same thing with these other things that you're kind of like, man, you know, I don't want to go blow $1,000 on blackjack this tonight just because I'm bored. And your buddy's like, come on, man, we're going to kill them. We got them tonight. It's our night. We're going we're gonna to win ten grand and have to fill out a tax form. And then you go and you wake up the next morning and you're like, yeah, I just lost $1,000 that I could have used for so many other things. But I mean, it's just that's just the way it is. I mean, you know. See, I, I'm like you. I could go. I would much rather go uh, to the casino and have the chance make more than I would just going pissing it off and throw it down the commode. Right. Just to have but somebody it, put their titties it, in my face. Right. But in some cases, it's the exact same thing. In some cases. I mean, if you win and have fun, I mean, you can get a lot more bang for your buck at the casino usually. But if you if you think about it, if you spend the same amount of money, you can get pretty much whatever you want there, too. <laughs> oh. I'm just, talk, I'm just talking about stuff I've heard. I'm not talking about experiences. Well, you know, the, like I said, the, the last night I was at the old Platinum Puss, man, they, there were there were things being done on stage that didn't ever happen on S-118. It, it would blow your no. mind. No, and everybody, the thing that always got, the thing that Everybody that grew up in the 80s, 80s and 90s knows what S-118 is or F-424. Yep, satellite, baby. 
So, so the thing, the thing is, is that, you know, like the worst, the thing that made me cringe at Platinum, and this is pretty wild if you think about it, out of all the things I saw there, the thing that made me cringe the most was when they would get people with a birthday on the stage and literally beat the ever-living shit out of them with a belt. That made, me, that made me more upset because I was looking at that guy like, he is getting killed. And they would hold nothing back ever. And everybody would be like, it's your birthday. I'm like, hell no. You tell one person it's my birthday, and I'm running out in the middle of Mount Moriah getting run over. They He's telling the destroyed truth. destroyed those guys. They would, I mean, I felt so bad. I was like, golly, these guys are going home to their girlfriends or wives, and they look like they literally just got, I mean, they would beat the ever-living crap out of them. But, man, that place, yeah, it was amazing. I need to get off this subject. I'm going to, oh. Mm. All right, so, <laughs> so back to, let's get back to football for a minute. Arkansas, Arkansas, Chad Morris guaranteed to Arkansas fans and faithful a a win this past Saturday. Did did you happen to see the picture of Arkansas's athletic director during the game? (laughs) Have you seen that? Uh (laughs) Uh-uh. Oh. Wow. He, He doesn't look too happy. Let's just say that, like I opened the show with, there is a, it's a contest of who's going to get fired first, Chad Morris or – and I'm going to take Vandy's coach. I just know I Chad Morris. Dude, Derek Mason, I mean, you're talking about Vanderbilt. Look, you came from James Franklin, the one of the best coaches in the United States or college football. You can't go from James Franklin to, to Derek Mason and expect to have these crazy, you know, eight, nine win seasons at Vanderbilt. You got to realize, too, Vanderbilt has like 12,000 people that go to the games. They really don't care about football. They really don't. They, I mean, they just don't. All they're worried about is athletics and, uh, I mean, uh, academics and other stuff. I don't think Derek Baseball. Mason is really in that, that much trouble. I, would, I mean, I, I really don't. I mean, I may be wrong. But Chad Morris, he's in trouble. He's, I think the only SEC game he won was against us. No, we beat Arkansas. No, not this year. I'm talking about, like, when he first started. When he oh, first yeah. got there, they beat us 31-17. And it was the first year after we had all of that go on. But they beat us, and that, I think I'm pretty sure that's their only SEC win. But you can talk – like, I've got a ton of fa- friends that are Arkansas fans, you know, because I'm number one oozer. But they're, they're saying they've never seen a team not know what – not even know what's going on. They have no clue. Like, they're completely clueless on what's going on, the players. Yeah, Chad Morris you know, did a great job at SMU, though. Yeah, but that's SMU. Look who they're playing. Look who Memphis plays. It's the same stuff. I mean – I, I'm not trying to downplay it, but I mean, SMU is SMU. This is big boy football in the SEC. You're in the West. You know, you, this is this is the this is it. You've made it to the destination. And whether you perform or not, or can get the players that can perform, I don't know what it takes. I mean, I don't know if it's more of an assistant coach deal. He just can't hire the right people. 
I don't know if it's his schemes don't work here. I don't know if he has don't doesn't have the players to run his schemes. I don't know. But but you can't coach in the SEC and make it three years coaching like that and getting beat like that. It's just not gonna happen. And of course you're coming off them having Petrino and then what was that goober? John L. Smith, he filled in when Petrino got booted. You know, it's these coaches that do are doing awesome to get fired because of because of women. You know, did Petrino really need to be fired? I mean, he's on a motorcycle. He had a wreck. Yeah, yeah, he had his girlfriend with him. But is that is that grounds to be fired? I mean, are, is that was the athletic director? I can't remember his name, but was he that worried about that? I mean, could could he not say like, I made a mistake? You know, apologize to my family. This is this is a personal matter. It's not a school matter. It's not a coaching matter. You know. And then Hugh Freeze making calls on his cell phone. I mean, really? And that's between him and Jill. I mean, why, why, do, why, do, why do the schools feel like that they have to be like the moral? Like, you're telling me that the ADs and all these other coaches and stuff aren't doing the same crap? I mean, I'm not saying that other, a lot of people do it. I'm just saying that if we took everybody that was screwing up, there would be nobody coaching. So, I mean, I, I don't... I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I know, and I know Freeze was paying players. Everybody pays players. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I don't know where we got into this whole moral thing where we have to take, you know, we're obligated to, you know, make sure that everybody's doing the right thing. I mean, that's between God and, and them. That's not between the athletic directors. So, whatever. I mean, I, obviously, I'm not in charge for a reason. I mean, I sell, I sell duck boats and fishing boats. I mean, I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not the best one to ask, but I think it's crap. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Arkansas, if Arkansas had a quarterback, do they, do they win one or two more games? No. KJ Jefferson's a great quarterback from Sardis. He's a great quarterback. I mean, he performed in high school, you know, under under Diffie, and I mean, he's a good coach. I mean, he's a good quarterback. But so you can't sit here. I mean, Ole Miss recruited the crap out of him. I, you know, you just it, it's it's all coaching, man. At this point, I mean, I know the players that probably give it up. I mean, they've already made plans for Christmas and you know stuff like that because they're obviously not going bowling. Um, but you know, you get a couple of years like that in a row where you don't get those extra practices and you're losing and kids don't want to come. And it's just like this watching that Auburn game. I'm sitting there thinking if I'm a recruit and they're running these goofy plays, Rich Rod's calling, why would I want to go to school there? If I'm a five-star receiver, I want to be thrown the ball. Why would I go there if I'm not going to get thrown the ball? I mean, the defense is great. I don't know what Matt Luke does. I don't even know if he's – I don't know if Matt Luke even knows where he is. But that's not the point. Our defense is playing great. If we could score on offense or do anything, for that matter, we would win some games. And I'm not talking about eight or nine games. I, I don't even expect that. I think six games a year right now is, is good. We're never going to sniff that. So at some point, you have to decide to get rid of the stupid mascot that looks like a dildo 
and, and it looks like it freaks all the kids out. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. I don't care if we don't even have a mascot. Just don't do something. I mean, General Acrobar. I mean, what? 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 I mean, what? Just man, just just play football and get a coach in there that that can win a few games, not ten. But you know, be competitive every once in a while, and keep some recruits in Mississippi because we got recruits. I mean, we got all those community colleges and everything. I just can't. I can't deal with it. And Joe Moorhead's no. And Joe Moorhead's no better. State screwed. We're screwed. Arkansas screwed. I mean, it's just McIntyre, McIntyre, McIntyre will be a head coach somewhere next year. I think he's going to get offered to do what he's done with. I, I wouldn't mind if he was our head coach. Bother me as long as he got a wide open offense coordinator to come in. Yeah, we need somebody like Ken Austin back. I mean, where's Ken Austin? Last time I heard he was in Ottawa or something coaching the Saskatoon whatever. The Rough Riders, like, get him back. Give him two, three million dollars a year to move back to Oxford, and get him no. back, dude. That guy, when he was coming, I think he's with Freeze. Our, I think no. he's with Freeze. Yes. Oh, no wonder they're in first place in their freaking division. Dude, this is the kind yeah. of crap that happens. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, how do you miss out on these? How do you do this? What? How, oh. I, I just don't. Pull it up for you. I love Ken. Yeah, he's a great, great coordinator. Dude, he's I'm serious. Long, he he is up, the he, offensive coordinator at Liberty right now. Well, that just—I wish I hadn't even known that. Now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I don't know, but I tell you what I did do that's made me a little—that made me get over the game. I found a huge raft of butterballs. Huge. After that rain, my pecans got uh, got some water, and I found the mother load. Oh, it's coming. It'll be here. What, two, three weeks? Three weeks you open up? Yeah, tw- 23rd, yeah. I'm, uh, I was going to buy more shells, but I think I'll just borrow some from Estes. Oh, poor old Westus. Mm. But yeah, it's bad. I don't know, it's, man. It's, I, it's really bad when Estes can't talk crap. It it has really gotten bad. I, I I know. No, he's been posting some good stuff in the group though, so I'm not going to get on him. Tennessee, man, Tennessee's coming on. Well, you play UAB that's ranked 84th in the NCAA. It was a good win against South Carolina. I thought they would beat South Carolina. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen here in the next few weeks. I hope they play well and win a couple of games, go go to a bowl. They, they, I mean, deep down in my – I feel like they kind of deserve it, really, for what they've been through. But, uh, yeah, I, they're, playing, they're playing a lot better. I mean, hell, they should be. They got 47 five-stars. But maybe Pruitt will work. Maybe Pruitt will work out. I mean, he's looking a lot better than he was against Georgia State. Rusty posted the other day on Facebook that nobody wanted to come to the hill right now, and I was like, Rusty, you got to calm down because Georgia State came to the hill, BYU came to the hill. So I, I mean, Florida, 
mean, I, I don't know. I th- what have they won? Three games? Two, four games? I think it's four. Well, congratulations. Hey, big, big prediction, big, biggest game of the year so far being played this weekend. Alabama, LSU. Expert opinion, think, what's going to happen? My, my heart tells me that Alabama's going to win by one to three, but I feel like that somehow Orgeron's going to take his shirt off at halftime and tackle people, and they're going to come out and beat their ass in the second half. I don't think – I've been saying this for how many weeks that Alabama's not the same team. I don't know that Tua is going to be healthy, even if he is. When he was healthy last year after his surgery, he looked like crap. I mean, hell, they had to put Hurts in at one point before he transferred. So, I mean, I'm not buying it that they're, you know, they're not, they're not who, they're not the team that everybody thinks they are. They're just not. I mean, it's just, they're not like they usually are. They're not like they usually are on defense. They're not like they usually are on offense. And, and, in the offense, They've got the best receivers, so it, um, when you watch the games, you think, oh, nobody's going to ever beat them. But then you watch Tua start doing this dumb stuff that he never does, and I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, what's happening here? You know, like, it's Steve Sarkeesian. That's the problem. He's the wor- one of the worst offensive coordinators I've ever seen, and I, how in the world did Saban let that happen? I, I don't understand. I just it doesn't make sense to me of all the guys he could have called any offensive coordinator in the country and said, Hey, uh, I'm gonna I want you to be my offensive coordinator and they would have jumped or swam or walked to Tuscaloosa. And he some reason picked Sarkeesian. I don't know if he had a project with him. He thought he was gonna, you know, bring him back. I don't know if he maybe they have a relationship from somewhere else. I don't know. But he could have brought in anybody and done better. I mean, if you watch them run offense, if you if you can go back, if you get on YouTube and go back to 2018 and 2017 and watch them on offense just the first half and then watch them this year, you can't tell me that it's not that it's the same team. It's not even close. It, it's not even it, you can't even compare it. So I don't I don't I don't know what's going on. I just know that he's not the man for that job. He won't make it through the year. They'll end up losing LSU and then losing. I don't know what's going to happen. I still think somebody could sneak in. I think they could beat LSU, and LSU could sneak into the playoff. But I don't know if, you know, I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where that somebody gets in with one loss. If Alabama somehow gets beats LSU this weekend and then beats Georgia, they would get in. If LSU beats Bama and they have one loss, they might could both get in that way, and they probably should. I mean, I don't know who's better in the – you know, I can't – if you look at the standings, it's so funny. Like, one through four or five are totally believable. And then you go six to, like, 12, and you're like, who came up with this? Like, I've never even heard of some of these teams. Like, Utah's, like, number nine? Like, what? What? Like, what? There's some other team in the top ten that I'm just like, that is not a top ten football team. I just, you know, it's just funny if you look past the first four or five. So I think that they're going to get in. I think those two teams will probably get in. And I think that Oklahoma will still get in, even though they lost to Kansas State. So I think we're still on track with our predictions a little bit. I think that those three teams will get in, and then probably Penn State or Ohio State, whichever one of those wins out, 
uh, will be the four team. So, so let me ask. I, I, let I me ask you this. Hold on. Let me ask you this. So you're saying that the only way that this game is a lot of points difference between the winner and loser is that LSU win. Is that what you're predicting? And it, I mean, LSU. Could, what I'm saying is LSU could win by one or twenty. But Alabama, it's probably going to be about a field goal. Somewhere in there, right? If Alabama wins. Yeah, I think the close line one. What, yeah, the line's really screwed up. Um, you know, if I, I'll probably bet it. But if LSU stays at where they're at, I'm definitely going to bet LSU. But the thing is, is that Bama's defense is not as good as LSU's defense. Bama's offense should be better. But let me tell you something. Joe Burrow. He's not afraid of Bama. None of those guys on the LSU team, not one guy on that team is scared of, of Alabama. None of them. And they, those guys, they are cocky and they are ready right now. They'd play anybody. Hell, they'd play the Browns if they could. They don't care. Orgeron's got them so fired up that they don't care. So I don't think that Alabama can beat them. I really don't. They may just because it's in Tuscaloosa. But I still think that this game doesn't matter. I still think that both are going to go because whoever loses is going to have one loss. Whoever wins is going to win the SEC championship because I don't think Georgia is as good as everybody thought they were. So I still think that – I don't. I'm not saying the game doesn't matter because it's going to matter to some, you know, to these kids' heads. But I think in the grant, in the long term, in the in the in the end of it all, I think they're both getting in. So I don't think it really matters, but it's going to be great TV, and it's going to be the highest rated game of the year. You know, it's going to be it's going to be an awesome game. I mean, every it's going to be one of those that probably will make your hair stand up. You know, if you even give a crap about college football, but I don't think winning it's going quarterback, to winning quarterback, does the winning quarterback of this game win the Heisman? I don't know, man. I still think Jalen Hurts is. Probably number one right now, but I've talked. I've said this before. The Heisman is a complete joke, so I don't know. They could give it to a kicker for all I care. They could get. They could give it to a coach. Maybe they'll give it to Chad Morris. I, I just. I, I don't. The Heisman, the whole Heisman thing to me is crap. I don't. I, I don't care about it. I think it's stupid. All right, hey. Before so, we go, give me a prediction on the game. Uh, twenty four. Wait, twenty seven, twenty four. LSU. What is what's the what's the spread right now? I think it's LSU plus six or seven. It's a it's a wow. it's ridiculous. Wow. It, it's it's way off. And 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 I get it. It's in Tuscaloosa, and you got to give them four points for being Tuscaloosa. But that's what it should be. It should be around three and a half or four. That's what I'm thinking. That's where it should be, and I mean, and it, you know, it's inflated for a reason. I mean, they're gonna, it, you know, you're gonna have, you're gonna have, uh, you're gonna have, you know, you're gonna have a lot of money on the game, and it's gonna be probably fifty-fifty when it, oh, I agree. when it's all over and said. And so they want the line there because they want, they know they need the LSU bets and LSU money, and they're gonna get it. Uh, you know, the computer's predicting Bama to win by 10. I, I can't see that. Uh, it's six and a half right now. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it all depends on Tua. I mean, I don't know what he's been doing in practice. They won't say anything, of course. They, we don't know. He could be, you know, he could be doing crazy things and just killing it. I don't know. 
but he has not looked sharp in the games he's played in, even before he got hurt. Uh, he made some passes, some you know, some bad passes behind guys and over guys and low, and it's just not, he's not the same quarterback. I don't know what happened. But he was doing this crap at the end of last year, so it's not like this just started. This started last year. It's, you know, if you look back, you could see where he started getting, I don't know if he was timid, but he started kind of like, I don't know, guiding the ball or something. He's not the same quarterback. And I'm not saying he sucks. I mean, I, he's incredible. But he's not the same guy as he was two years ago in the first of last year. Man, with the running game and the offensive line they have, Rob Kroom would be in the Heisman running if he was quarterback there. That's all I got to say. Yeah, but, I mean, think about LSU's front seven on defense. Tough. You know, they had a couple Tough of defensive is- backs, which is the – you know, the, what's made their defense so good, LSU's defense so good, is they've been able to put their couple of cornerbacks, you know, on a all alone with the receiver and been good. But they, their two best defensive backs got hurt against Auburn two weeks ago. Yeah, but, I mean, look, man, uh, Alabama likes running those slants. They like running in the middle because they know they can get in the middle on these teams playing zone. They're not going to be able to do that against LSU. They're just not. It, it's not. They're, LSU's not going to allow it. So they're they're going to have to do something that they haven't been doing. And I don't think Steve Sarkeesian's smart enough to to figure that out. I don't know that he has enough experience in the SEC to figure out. Hey, this is what's fixing to happen. And he and, and I don't think that he's I don't think that he's a good enough coach to do it. He may know what's going to happen, but he may not be able to prepare those guys. And Nick Saban's turned the keys over to him. So that's why I think LSU's going to win. I don't think Alabama's going to be able to score enough points. Now, they may beat them, but they're not going to beat them by – they're not going to boat race them, and they're damn sure not going to beat them by 10. Unless or LSU more. just turns right. the ball – Yeah, I unless agree. LSU just turns the ball over. I mean, did you notice the other night in Auburn on this game, there were no flags? There was like Except two penalties. Most critical, most critical moment, Kadir Shepard was – after the play was over with yeah. on third down when they made the stop and he was punching the guy. You mean Buster Douglas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, that 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 one hurt. But anyway, I, if it's a clean game, LSU wins. If LSU turns the ball over or does some stupid stuff like that, which I don't think they will, but if, they, if it's a clean game, I got LSU. If it gets ugly and gets kind of, you know, Saban's going to be prepared no matter what. He's going to have his defense prepared, and the special teams are going to be ridiculous. So if they can keep from doing stupid stuff, they're they're definitely, you know, the favorite for a reason. But, you know, you see them in big games sometimes, like when they played us. I mean, you get a couple of fumbles. LSU recovers a couple of fumbles or picks off to or, you know, a couple of quick three and outs. This thing could get – it could get wild. But it's going to be, be a, a lot of fun. Of game. I can't, I, I can't wait to watch it. I cannot wait. A lot of fun. Rob, I've got to get to the farm. Got to get some feeding done this morning. You got to sell some boats. Enjoyed it, man. All right. I'll sing Rocky Top if they can win this week, okay? Got to make Jesse happy. Would. All right, buddy. All right, Rob. Thank you again. We want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line podcast, powered by DougSouth.com. Speed, hang it, we